Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me. And it's been one of those funny weeks where I've kind of been in receive mode. I don't know why it's happened this week, but things seem to have gone past and have stuck in a way that some weeks they, they just don't. And they seem to have then foraged away and joined up with other things or have made connections or have done whatever happens within the synapses of your brain or whatever it is. So things have not only stuck, but they've stuck and taken me to different places. Uh, Some of them quite important, actually, um, as we'll find out in a minute. But let's crack on with a bit of that twangy guitar. Monday. A couple of weeks ago, we were with some friends and we'd finished a meal and um, a a delicacy, uh, I think it was a Greek kind of little pastry, was passed round as a kind of post-meal kind of sweet nibble thing. And it reminded me of something and I couldn't remember what it was. And it's landed this week. Um, and it's landed and then it's all kind of fallen into place. So the thing it reminded me of was childhood birthday parties. And um, one of the things about parties when I was a kid compared with parties now is that parties were at people's houses. You didn't go and do things for parties. You went round to somebody's house. So you put your best clothes on and you went round to somebody's house and there might be some games and there'd be cake to take away at the end and there would be a party tea, which would be uh, sandwiches and it would be crisps and it would be plates of biscuits. It would be there would be certain types of biscuits that you would get at parties. So you would potentially get party rings, or you would get mini rolls, or you would get um, the like a tunnock's tea cake, but smaller, which used to get in packs of sort of fifteen. Uh, they were a they were a party biscuit, and the thing that I realised this little Greek um, sweet treat had, re- had reminded me of were those mallow biscuits that had. Um, jam on the bottom they were like a, a shortbread biscuit like a rectangle shortbread biscuit kind of upside down a little bit softer and they had a bit of sort of jammy thing on the bottom and then they had two lines of marshmallow and then they had uh, desiccated coconut on top and that taste that i've been struggling with a few weeks ago that was the taste i remembered and the reason why it all hit home was i was walking through um i might have been home bargains it was somewhere like that and i saw these biscuits and they're called jam mallows and they're made by a company called bolands now i don't remember bolands when i was growing up but i remember the biscuit and and so i had to buy a pack and i had to taste them and it was exactly where that original that was the place I was trying to get to when I'd originally tasted these things for the for the first time and of course that then took you back to that whole party thing it took you back to musical chairs it took you back to um, all those you know past the parcel endless past the parcel with somebody you know with a with a with a little cassette player um, doing the stop and the start and all those kind of things that we that we did and white plastic cups full of you know squash because that was what it was that was the, that was the that was the limit and and kind of you know loads of kids running around the house and everybody kind of in in sort of shirts and trousers and and v-neck jumpers and polyvelt shoes and everybody sort of with hair stuck to the side of the face and all those kind of things 
that kind of were, were parties when I was growing up. Tuesday. The rain finally came for us um, today. Um, having been trailed as being something that would happen over the weekend, uh, it didn't happen on you know Sunday or after, whatever. It finally happened and it finally came today. Uh, and it wasn't the flood and the thunderstorm, but it was a night of steady rain, which is probably better actually in terms of you know what we needed. And we sat outside um, for a couple of hours um, under shelter, but but watching and listening and smelling the rain. Um, and it did make you realise how long it had been since it had rained and and how much it 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 was missed. It was very comforting to kind of be to be sat out there and just experiencing something that seems such a long time since it has happened and we've not had a right lot more rain through the course of the week but that that was quite an intensive period of rain and of course i then flicked on the radio and listened to a conversation about everything to do with the smell of the rain and what that phenomena is and why you get it both before and after it's rained uh, and it's to do with something called petrichor, or it's been named petrichor. Um, and it's it's to do with how the droplets interact with the soil. They form air pockets and it releases something from the soil, which is, is ultimately is the smell that you hear, which is a chemical. Um, and, and, and it's the, 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 the weight of the, of the raindrops and the air pockets within them that actually sort of release that scent out into the to the atmosphere and it's such a um, distinctive smell and it's it's one of those things that because we'd not had rain for so long then the smell of it this time it was particularly pungent this time and I don't know if it was that it was pungent this time or if it was that because it hadn't happened for such a long time that it became it became something that was really um, uh, obvious um, it's petrichor is it's de, it's derived from a Greek term, um, and it refers to the golden fluid flowing through the veins of immortals, which is quite a quite a thing actually when you think about it in that in that respect. Um, um, which is kind of yeah, I mean it's odd. I mean I mean um, I, when I heard that this when I heard it on the radio, I was I was kind of like thinking, well, wow, that's quite a that's quite a highfalutin. Um, kind of kind of reason, um, but in that respect, it maybe is right that it should be something as kind of highfalutin as that, because there is something very very special about that that's that smell really, um, and certainly it was something that I I seem to I don't know I seem to envelop. I, I, it was it was nice that it enveloped me that I'd kind of we'd sat and we'd had a couple of hours and we'd just let it kind of, I mean, for want of a better term, we'd let it wash over us really. But um, it was, yeah, it, it was a, it was a thing. And then obviously I then looked around and Petricor, hashtag Petricor was trending on Twitter. So clearly, clearly it's me that's missed it. And it, uh, in, in years gone by, and it was only today that I found out about it. But, um, but who knew word of the week, who knew? Wednesday. Because of the kind of the week I'm having, I, I don't want to rant. 
Um, I'm trying not to rant. It's very difficult not to rant with everything that's going on at the moment, but I'm trying not to rant. Um, but I was out having a walk today and something dawned on me and it was the thing that of course I know this and it it didn't dawn on me it's just the reality of it kind of hit Uh, but then because I'm having this week of you know little things going off and joining things together it, it took me into a slightly different place the thing that dawned on me that was that either Rishi Sunak or or um Liz Truss are going to be the next prime minister and I find it impossible to to put this into a phrase because it was me that said that Sunak would wipe the floor with trust and Sunak wanted uh, trust to be the person he was going up against. But it looks like that that selectra of of aged white males uh, constantly looking backwards see something in Liz Trust that not the rest of us don't see, or probably more importantly, don't see in Liz Trust what everybody else sees, which is a a, a, a you know a catastrophically out of her depth inept really not very bright individual um and this thing about one of the two of them is going to be prime minister the bit that then i flipped to was how how have we got a system not only have we got a system that gives us that as a choice and i know we've had this conversation before because we could say well how do we have a system that gives us a choice between jeremy corbyn and boris johnson so there's there's a there's a there's a fault somewhere in the wiring if that's the choice that that but it's not even our choice um how have we got a system where this is the choice this is the group of people who are making the choice but also that the only qualification you kind of need to be in that race and to be potentially down to the last two and potentially to be the victor in that race is that you put yourself forward there's no other qualification than literally being a, a, a Tory MP who puts their hand up and says, I want to be Prime Minister. Nothing else seems to matter other than getting the support in the short term, getting the support of your colleagues. And of course, that that worries me, you know, and, and I that that was the realization that dawned this week that actually this isn't this isn't the culmination of a career whereby you have 20 or 30 years worth of doing something which is very very recognizable and is and is very tangible and is very measurable and can be and 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 is not some it's something that you've repeated and you've repeated and you've repeated and you've developed and you've developed and you've developed and at the end of it you look and go that's the body of work and experience and that's the examples of of of, of intellect or creativity or probity or professionalism or whatever it might be um that that get you to that final place because you've covered and gone through all those hurdles and yet in the situation we're talking about at the moment what gets you to that final place is you putting your hand up and saying i would like to be prime minister and half a dozen people around you saying well that's not the worst idea in the world or as it probably really works out my god that's a shocking idea but if that happens could i possibly be this in your government and that seems to be how the whole thing is structured and put together and I appreciate that everybody else in the room has worked this out weeks and days and months and years before I have, and it's taken me so long to get to this situation. But it's just the the, the fact that all Liz Truss needed to do 
to get where she's done is say, I want that. And then in large essence, probably not say a great deal else because every time she opens her mouth, it, it does seem to work against her. Um, so, as I said, I did, kind of didn't want to rant, but how do you not, how do you not have an, an issue with that? How do you not have something to say about that entire situation? Um, it's, it is truly, truly terrifying. Thursday. So here's the question. Here's the question of the day. Have you heard of Be Real? Because I hadn't. I'd got no idea what Be Real was. Be Real came up in conversation today and I didn't have a clue that this was one of the new social media platforms, one of the new things. Okay. So Be Real, if you've not heard of Be Real, if you've no idea what Be Real is, Be Real is a social media platform um, and obviously its aim is to make itself different from everything else by essentially um, taking away some of the falseness that would be around platforms like Instagram or TikTok. So the idea is that you are real. It's a real thing. And the, the, the stuff that you post is very, very real. And the way they do this is that you have a group of friends and once a day, um, there's a notification, and within and when this notification comes through, you've got two minutes to take two photos, a, a, a photo of your surroundings and then a selfie. And you post those photos. You've got two minutes to do it, so you can't manufacture anything or what have you, unless, of course, you're spending the 23 hours and 58 minutes waiting for the notification. But you've got two minutes to, to take those photos and post them, and those photos go to... Um, your group of friends and I believe they disappear after an amount of time and the idea is that what it's showing is it's showing us being real so if you're in the supermarket if you're washing the car if you're I mean heaven forbid if you're in the shower um, I mean that's a, that's a thing that tends to take me more than two well there's quite a few things that I wouldn't want to share that take longer than two minutes but whatever it might be that's that's when you're supposed to you know because you've got this you've got this I, I guess that if and I don't know because I've not done it but I guess well I think it does I think a, a, a counter starts counting down and if you don't post within that time you miss your post window for that particular day who knows what happens if you miss your post window I haven't got a clue but that is that is be real um, and I'm, I'm, and of course in that very middle-aged way that I'm finding myself looking at things now I'm kind of going well that's quite kind of interesting a bit quirky is it something I should probably do and then I'm kind of going why I, I just why to prove what to prove that I am real to prove that the things I post aren't heavily curated and and, and heavily filtered and this that and the other well they kind of are I mean I mean I have not got a commercially you know um, savvy Instagram feed but it's curated in the fact that it's the things I want to share so what what do you do with be real are you is that is that is the spontaneity of it supposed to show you off more as an individual um, because actually you can't help yourselves with those social platforms and you just present a picture of yourself that you kind of want the world to see uh, so in that respect I kind of get it but 
two minutes is probably long enough to create something anyway, and particularly if you're ready for it. So I'm not quite sure if it can't be undermined. Maybe really be real, which might come next, only gives you 30 seconds to post the picture. Maybe really, really, really be real takes the photo for you automatically and you've got no choice and it posts it anyway. I don't know. If you kind of under, if you get it and you understand it, and I'm slightly intrigued by it, not to the point I'm going to sign up, but I'm slightly intrigued by it. I would welcome anybody who can shed a little bit more light uh, or, hit, or is maybe just a gimmick. Friday. I happened to be in Primark, okay? And the reason I went into Primark was actually to see the thing I wanted to see. So, uh, all makes sense so far, I guess. Um, and it stems from the cricket. Um, and we were at the cricket a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, and I'm, I, I'm convinced I've mentioned this, but probably I didn't. And if I have, and I'm repeating myself, then I apologise in advance. But I don't think I mentioned it, but we'll wait and see. So, obviously, the, the cricket was very chilled at Scarborough. And there was, um, there was a, a, a lad, 18, 19, I would guess, who was at the cricket. But he clearly had a, a relatively heavy night. So, he was having a little bit of snooze at the side of the pitch. Right. All fine. No problem. And he gets up at one point to go and get a, a, a drink. Uh, and he comes back with a with a, a beer. So it was clearly hair of the dog. But again, absolutely fine. If you can't if you can't sleep off a hangover and then go and get uh, a cheeky pint, then then you know what what can you do? Um, but he owned an entire situation. It was his ownership of a situation that really um, I I, w- I was respectful of uh, straight away. I th- I thought. I thought he did something that was absolutely superb. And I'd heard about this thing before and I'd seen some social media stuff and I kind of dismissed it until I saw it in its full glory. And then I've realised it's become a thing. Okay, So this guy had clearly been to Primark because he was wearing a Greg's t-shirt, a Greg's branded pair of shorts, Greg's socks, Greg's um, Crocs, or sliders, I can't remember which it was. I think it might have been Crocs. He was wearing a Greg's bucket hat and he had a Greg's um, bum bag uh, around, um, you know, a, a kind of around his top in that way that... And by the way, how have, how on earth has that happened? How have we managed... How have, how have companies... How have companies managed to reinvent the bum bag by moving it from the waist to be, being worn a, a little bit you know, like a, a a kind of an ammunition belt almost, how have they managed to then be selling bum bags at 30 and 40 quid when you couldn't give them away two or three years ago simply by throwing them across people? Why is it that, why is it that, that teenage lads seem to want a bum bag now, you know, across one shoulder um, and, it, and it needs to have, you know, North Face on or you know, uh, Nike on or whatever it has on it, and and they'll happily pay thirty quid for the privilege. Anyway, back to bum bag. So he's got a he's got a Greg's bum bag, and he's wearing it across, and he's owning this outfit. And when I'd seen the imagery of the Greg stuff, I just thought, my God, that is vile. That is so over the top as to be vile. Who is going to buy that? It looks cheap and it looks tacky. What are Greg's playing at? Because I've always been a fan of 
Greg's in terms of their social media. I think they're very, very clever with how they, they brand the business. And I think they, they're normally really on it with a lot of their stuff. And I thought, do you know what? You've really overstated and overplayed this. And how wrong was I? How wrong was I? Because when I went into Primark and spoke to somebody there who was filling up the Greg's branded merchandise, she said to me, this stuff is flying out the door and this whole thing of full outfit Greg's and it's it's all it's been sold as festival wear. This whole thing of full outfit Greg's is a real, real thing. And it's taking the platforms by storm and and people are owning that look. And I have to say this guy at the cricket looked fantastic. And it only landed again this week. I'd seen it at the time, I'd forgotten about it, I walked past Primark, the whole thing joined together, and I'm now in awe of Greg's, because what they've done is actually really, 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 really clever. Really clever. They are. They have got... And look, it won't last. And Greg's know that. This will last for a short period of time, but man, will it get some coverage in the time that it's actually a thing. So, big, big, big tens to Greg's. Uh, and 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 this is me saying I got it so so wrong, and this is me shouting out to that that you know hungover guy at the cricket in Scarborough. You absolutely owned it. If you've enjoyed therapy for me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.